Hello to creators and the curious. My name is Pendo and welcome to 12 Point Font, my novel writing podcast where I answer questions, conduct interviews, give advice, point out resources, gush over my favorite books, writers, and, well, things, and just generally babble as I muddle my way through November. Today is NaNoWriMo Day 3, and we will be covering family, friends, relationships, and talking to the people you know about your writing. But first, the idiomatic expression for today comes from Japan. It is minugahana, which translates to not seeing as a flower. Ooh, I am so excited for this one. Uh, To find out what it means, go ahead and stick around to the end of the show. This one's actually a little bit more difficult to just Google, so you might have to actually stay to find out what it means. Ah, oh no, you have to stay and hang out with me. Okay, so the first question for today is from Reddit user LittleCobra198. Okay. They say, non-supportive family. So I'm attempting NaNoWriMo for the first time, and I am very excited to get words onto paper. Yay! My only problem is I've never really told my family that I write. Aww, I've been writing since middle school, and I'm now out of college with a job in my field. I love writing and want to become a published author and have for quite some time, but for some reason I just never told my family. They are very down-to-earth people and don't seem to understand the want to write and create new things, but this year I told them that I was going to do this, and they just kind of looked at me like I was crazy. Which, don't get me wrong, I am. I I think most of us are. But whenever they see me writing, they always ask me to do things. I tell them I'm writing and they just shrug it off and say that's not important. It's kind of crushing my writing spirit. Any advice? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yikes. Okay. So, here's my advice. You want this to be a career, right? For you, this is a career. So you need to treat it like it's a career. Do you honestly believe you can do this? Do you honestly believe you can be a writer? Um, because first of all, it's very difficult. It's Writing is very difficult. But second of all, if you don't believe you can become a professional writer, you're not going to convince anyone else. If they truly won't listen to you, you need to take it seriously. You need to set your hours, and you really need to finish your projects. You're going to have to remove yourself from the situation. If they really, really won't accept boundaries, don't respect you when you're writing, take yourself away from from being around those people when you're writing. Go to a coffee shop if you can't afford constantly going to the coffee shop. I get it. The public library is excellent. If you um, are still good with your school, you could go to your your old um, school library uh, park bench if your weather is good. I know I've done some writing in a park before, in a couple of parks actually. If you want this to be a career, you have to schedule time for it. You have to make time for it. It is your job now. Because if you want them to take it seriously, you have to take it seriously yourself. Do not allow other people to influence how you feel about your future. It is your future. If they see this, if they see you putting in the work, finishing projects, going out for for trying, trying to make this a career, and they still reject that, then, then just understand that you may never get that validation. Ask yourself if their approval is worth more than your dream, and if it is, 
Finn, I don't know what to tell you except for you're in for a lot of heartache and you have a very um, tough road ahead of you um, because your joy in your craft can't come from the validation of the people around you. Um, and that's okay. It just means you're going to have to resign yourself to the idea that they may never see this as a real career. Um, and that's, that's sad. Um, and how you choose to maintain those relationships in your life is obviously up to you. But here's the thing. While you have been working hard to prove not just to them, but to yourself that you can do this, you have built up a great routine. You've probably built up a portfolio of work. And if nothing else, you've managed to consistently carve out time for yourself to work on your craft, to work on your career. But I don't have the time. Mm. Here's the thing: it's kind of not a, it's kind of not a good excuse. Um, you're gonna have to make the time, and and here's why: I'm not I'm not being. Look, I have crazy busy days, and I sometimes do not find it in my days to write. Um. But, you're never gonna be a writer if you never write that like that's you can't you can't it's impossible it's impossible to hand in nothing you know to a publisher you can't send nothing into a publisher um period end of story for example like if you worked as an architect right you'd never fail to get your proposal into your boss because you couldn't find the time we make sacrifices all the time often for jobs we don't we don't even we don't even want you know jobs that aren't our dreams I mean, people put their children in, in childcare to make sure they're there nine to five. We shuttle ourselves in for hours during rush hour just to sit in a cubicle. We put off visits to the doctor to make sure we're getting our work done. And I am not saying quit your job. That would be silly and probably insane depending on your financial uh, situation. I'm just saying really think about the life you want and ask yourself if you're willing to make the same sacrifices for your dream as you are for your employer because as a writer you are going to have to be your own boss um and you will be responsible to yourself and remember that that once you become a, a published writer you're gonna have deadlines um and if you can't make yourself do it, and it's hard, it's so hard, it's so difficult to be, to sit down and plunk out those words. But if you can't do it when there are no stakes, um, can you really do it when you sell your first book? Because likelihood is, your advance isn't going to be a hundred million dollars. I mean, it might be, you might set yourself up with just the advance check, or you might self-publish and turn into a, like a wonder, it's incredible. But likelihood is your probably gonna have to keep that job and if you can't do it when the stakes are are, are are zero then then can you really do it when now you're under contract and here's the best part about that that kind of dedication to your craft to your dream is it's very difficult for the people around you to ignore that kind of conviction um but i <laughs> i'm not a published um author who's making billions gajillions of dollars on my books yet i will get there i hope one day let's cross our 
her fingers and send out her prayers. But you know who is? Uh, Patrick Rothfuss. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, play some Patrick Rothfuss to gently kick your butt into gear. Here's an excerpt. Sometimes writing is super hard, just like any other job. And or, if it's not your job, sometimes it's hard to do a thing, even if it is your hobby. Um, but no plumber ever gets to like call into work and they're like, Jake, I have plumber's block, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, like, <laughs> what would your boss say? I have teacher's block. I have accounting block. They would say, you are fired. That doesn't make any sense. But like, now what does, I'm gonna then come back at that because is it sometimes nearly impossible to write? Absolutely. Patrick Rothfuss, uh, if you do not know who this incredible writer is that uh that's Patrick Rothfuss he wrote wrote writes I guess technically at this point in time he's still writing uh the trilogy the third book in the trilogy the name of the wind um and you should go check that out if you're even remotely even just an inkling into uh into fantasy epic fantasy um book two is not completely uh safe for work but the writing is in world building. If you want world building, go go check out Patrick Rothfuss. So this is the point of the show where to usually wrap a book. Um, but mostly I'm just in it for the writing. Have you watched The Good Place? No? Um, why not? <laughs> uh, it, that, that, that show helped me understand race like why people are racist um the me versus us us versus them argument i mean it's just great writing and i actually understood a lot of the philosophy which made me really really happy and proud of myself that that i remembered the names of these very uh, very old usually white dudes from high school um yeah so the good place is my book recommendation um, and if you want, like, a good intro to philosophy, try Crash Course. Yep, the YouTube channel Crash Course. They have an excellent intro to philosophy, uh, series. As humans evolved, the first big problem we had to overcome was me versus us. Learning to sacrifice a little individual freedom for the benefit of a group. You know, like, sharing food and resources so we don't starve or get eaten by tigers, things like that. Okay, with you so far. The next problem to overcome was us versus them, trying to see other groups different from ours as equals. That one we're still struggling with. That's why we have racism and nationalism and why fans of Stone Cold Steve Austin hate fans of The Rock. Books are great, but so is TV. And I'm pretty sure a lot of um, popular TV shows have their scripts available, like, for free. Usually their pilot script. Um, fascinating if you want to look into those. The one for New Girl was very interesting, like, reading it parallel to the TV show. Very interesting. Ooh, okay, so here are some recommendations for craft, and specifically for this one, um, 
writing business. So writing excuses has an excellent uh, episode, if I can find it, on talking to your family about writing. And um, Ditch Diggers. Ditch Diggers with Mer Lafferty and uh, Matt Wallace is a podcast specifically all about writing as a business. It's not entirely safe for work, but it is probably the best writing business podcast that will not bore you out of your mind. So that's writing excuses. If you're looking for craft, writing excuses is excellent. Um, if you're looking for business, Ditch Diggers is incredible. Um, and also there's a really good article, um, on this subject in the writing cooperative and it's titled, um, why you write and why most people don't understand, which I feel quite adequately describes the majority of this episode. So the second question of today's episode comes from Reddit user bailout911. Okay. They say, Explaining to your wife, husband, significant other, whoever, why they can't read over your shoulder as you write. Oh, girl. Oh, I just got chills. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone else have the problem where your wife or husband or boyfriend or mom, etc., etc., gets upset when you tell them you don't want them to read your novel as you are working on it? I have told her that she can read it when I decide it's ready, but that didn't seem to satisfy her since she never got to read last year's attempt because it's not finished. I'm glad that she's supportive and wants to be included, but tell me it's not just me that really hates people reading over my shoulder. Baylat911, it is not just you. Um, to give you an analogy, uh, think of it this way. Um, when somebody asks to read your work when it's not done, it's kind of like them asking to dip their finger into your cake batter because the cake hasn't finished baking, right? Um, now, if somebody asked me, like, for example, if they could dip their finger into my cake batter, sometimes um, I'll ask you not to do that because maybe I think it's gross and your finger contamination will ruin the finished product and I won't be able to digest it. Um, sometimes, you know, on rare occasions, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a taste if I know that part is good, you know? But, but here's the thing. Don't, don't ever, don't ever dip your fingers into somebody else's raw batter as they are making the cake. Um, because first of all, you're judging an unfinished product. And second of all, you don't know how your fingers will affect their masterpiece. And, and, and third of all, if, you don't taste my batter and my batter isn't good and I never finish making the cake, you'll never know and I'd much rather have it that way. Here's the thing though, once the cake is baked, I would be honored to give you some. I would love to share when it's good and done. I mean, I wouldn't give you bad cake because I love you. So if I am sharing my cake with you, it's because it is baked and finished and completed and I think it is good enough to eat. As to why they get upset, they just don't get it. Like, like, truly. Um, I mean, if she's your wife, you probably share hobbies. 
and she probably thinks that's what this is i don't i don't know what your situation is but like if we always make puzzles together now you want to make puzzles by yourself why would you not be okay with me looking at you completing a puzzle you know um they they, they 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 probably just don't understand what it is um and it's and it's confusing so what i do is i tell my friends that it's kind of like singing in front of people um or having someone read their diary it's very personal you know and it's usually not that i don't trust you it's just that i don't think i'm there yet um, or I would be volunteering to sing for you, you know, or I don't know, showing you my diary voluntarily, I guess. Because um, here's the thing, once it's done, I mean, we could all use a good beta. Okay, so today's progress update. I have been doing writing sprints with some of my writer buddies in a discord group I found and I actually got 1100 words ish in during the sprint and it it felt really good you know um, especially because early in the day I'd gotten about another 500 words done and so my goal was met and I was happy and so I would say um, if you're having some trouble getting the words on the page consider writing with writing buddies, sometimes just seeing someone else working or hearing that lovely sound of fingers tapping on keyboards can be the motivator you need to get down and grind all of the best luck with that. So that is all, friends. If you want more, come on over and hang out with me on Instagram or Twitter at Pendaland or check out my website at Pendaland.com. If you're not yet tired of my voice for some reason, you can go to my scarcely used YouTube channel, also Pendaland. If you have any questions or comments you want me to read on the show, send them on over by email to 12pointfont at gmail.com. That's 12ptft at gmail.com or tag me on social media with hashtag 12pointfont, just like the show title. The intro and outro for the podcast is by, um, nope, is Mary Pop Poppins by True Loves. All of this and anything I talked about in the show will be linked in the show notes as well. If you have a second, please give this a good rating on iTunes. It just really helps a lot. I mean, if you do, go ahead and send me a message and I'll give you a shout out in the next show that I see it by. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. As a reward you have earned the idiomatic expression for today. So today's was the Japanese saying minugahana, or not seeing as a flower. Basically, its English equivalent is something like ignorance is bliss. It's just the idea that you can take pleasure in not being aware of something. So do what you want with that. Maybe writing prompt, I don't know. Do, 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 do whatever you want. This has been 12 Point Font, reminding you to stay creative, stay curious, and stay writing. Until tomorrow. That's it. Remove yourself from the situation. If they're coming around you and... Oh, that wasn't very sad. And here's the other thing. Not everybody will approve of every... Oh. Volunteering to sing for you and opening up my dry, dry, diary. <laughs>